We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. If you work with preschoolers with autism, you do not want to miss today's episode. It is that good. We are going to look at the very latest research on children with autism and what literacy skills in terms of print is challenging for them and what literacy skills in terms of print is a strength for them. And then we're going to look at what can we do to strengthen literacy skills at the preschool level and give these children with autism a leg up when they enter kindergarten. Because we know that children, when they enter kindergarten, we want them to have strong literacy skills. Because the children who enter kindergarten and don't have letter-to-sound correspondence and these other foundational basic phonological awareness skills are more likely to struggle. And they're going to be spending that kindergarten year focusing on learning these basic foundational skills. And then we have the Matthews effect in which their peers that have stronger literacy skills are going to be learning how to read sentences and paragraphs and maybe even books because they arrive in kindergarten with the foundational skills strong. So what we want to do to make a difference at the preschool level is for every child on our caseload, develop strong foundational phonological awareness skills, develop strong print skills for decoding and encoding. So how can we do that? Today, I'm going to leave you with five really great strategies that not only work for neurotypical developing children, not only work for children with language impairment, but also most importantly, the research indicates works for children with autism spectrum disorder. So I want you to take the five strategies, put them in your pocket, open a Google doc, write them down and use them all the time in your speech therapy put them into your speech therapy. Let's strengthen these literacy skills. So these children enter kindergarten, they can take off instead of struggle. So let's get started first on the research regarding children with autism. What the research indicates is that their knowledge at the preschool level is comparable 
to the children with developmental language delay, or it's comparable to the children who are neurotypical. However, it's not comparable in terms of phonological awareness skills. For instance, they might know that's a letter A and that's a letter B and that's a letter C, but they don't know that the A makes the A ah sound and the B makes the b -b baby sound and the C makes the cutting sound. They don't have the sound to letter correspondence. Another area that we find in the research and it, the latest research is coming out of Ohio State and it's really great research where they're looking at large numbers of students to really get some generalizable findings in this uniquely think population. Is there also finding that this idea of meaning of print? So for instance, when they do tests and they're like, what is the price of this object? Other students know to look at a price tag to find that out. But the children with autism spectrum do not tend to look at the price tag. They don't know how to use print to solve problems. Other children look at signs to figure things out. The children with autism don't seem to look to the sign to figure out, for instance, a direction. Other children read something and you're able to say, for instance, what is the child's name? And they're able to look up and see the print and say, it's Joey and look to print to answer questions not the children with autism. So what they're finding in the research, they call it print concept knowledge. Do they understand the concept of print and using print to solve problems? That's an area that the children with autism are not doing well in, is using the print in a meaningful manner by reading it to answer questions, by referencing it to answer questions. So the good news is that what are speech language pathologists good at? We're good at making anything and everything meaningful. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But this is something they struggle with is seeing print as an answer to a question. Seeing print as something you reference and knowing how to reference it to answer your questions. So what is another area that children with autism struggle with? We already talked about letter knowledge is good but not letter-to-sound correspondence knowledge. We also talked about their difficulties knowing the concept of print, like using print to answer questions, which other children their age are better at. The last area that they have difficulty with is writing their names. So they know the letter, but can they write the letter to write their name? Can they use the letters that they have knowledge of in a meaningful manner to express themselves? So what we're seeing here is that the children with autism are having difficulty already when it comes to print and taking the sound correspondence with the print, the phonological awareness skills. Other phonological awareness skills they have difficulty with is blending sounds to create words, segmenting sounds to break words up, a lesion taking words apart or putting words together, combining words for compound words. So all of these phonological areas, awareness skills are something that we know that children with autism are struggling with more than their neurotypical peers or peers with developmental language delay. So these are areas that we want to make meaningful for our children with autism. Lastly, they struggle with the comprehension of print. So for instance, if you have a printed word that's D-O-G and you have a dog and you have a doll and you have a dot, that they would make that connection that, that printed word is the picture of the dog. 
So they might be able to memorize it in a gestalt way and say the word, but they're not able to know the meaning just yet. So what are we doing here as speech-language pathologists? Our role is to make that knowledge applicable and meaningful and expressing themselves and in also in comprehending the world around them. We are going to be the meaning bridge. Think about that. You're the bridge that makes these letters meaningful. So let's go into the five strategies that are not only going to help the children with autism on your caseload, but every child is going to benefit from these emergent literacy strategies. What's really exciting is that now we have research to show that these emergent literacy strategies that are tried and true are also beneficial for children with autism. So let's dig right into them. The first strategy is simply pointing out print, explicitly pointing out print. So if you're reading an old-fashioned paper story, if you're reading a tablet story, if you're on the smart board, what you want to do is you're going to talk aloud and ask questions and then reference the print for the answer. You're also going to take your finger and you're going to follow along with the print as you read it. So you really want to make print meaningful and saying, this is the answer to questions. Knowing print is how I'm able to accomplish goals. So being at a grocery store, you might have a coupon and you might say, okay, let's see, this is, the cereal says Cocoa Puffs. Okay, can you find the word Cocoa Puffs on the cereal? Now, maybe they're just going to match the brown box for the Cocoa Puffs, but you pointing out the word and then pointing out the word in the cereal and saying, yep, that's the right one. It's the same word. I see that. Okay, let's look at the price of the Cocoa Puffs. Is it on sale? Okay, the price is that. I don't know if I have enough money for that. That's really expensive. Just really bringing meaning into the print and how it impacts life every day. Okay, I need to look for the exit. We're leaving. Can you find the word exit? E-X. There it is. E-X-I-T. Exit. That's how we get out of the store. So throughout the day, pointing to the print and talking aloud and letting the child know how the print is solving problems, either in the story and answering questions for you or throughout the day as you navigate the day. Oh, I'm stopping right now because there's a stop sign. It says S-T-O-P, stop. So just talking about print and its impact on you throughout the day is a wonderful strategy for all children and especially children with autism who have that meaning part missing, that they know that it's not just about knowledge of the letters, the letters really matter. So that's strategy number one, point out the print in the environment, in the books, on the smart board, in the tablet, in the communication devices you use, always have print. Rule number two, I think this one is extremely important, is embedding the print in the middle of the picture. So in my CIS activities, in my CIS membership, I always have the print in the stickers. Print is everywhere. It's on our checklist. It's in the stickers. It's on the signs. But right in the middle of the picture. So the child has a real object, like they'll have a popsicle in one hand, and I have the sticker in the other. And the sticker will say in the boldest print imaginable, big, bold, Cocoa Puff font, popsicle. This is magic. And this I'll talk about in another episode. But the impact of the child 
carrying this sticker with them with this huge print in the middle of it has been amazing. I've started it this year. What I'm seeing is an episode in itself. I can't wait to share with you, but this has been a game changer in terms of the quality of the interaction and the quantity of speech that is coming out of my sessions with my preschoolers with autism. It's that simple. Give them the printed word. Okay, there it is. The printed word is powerful. So what you're going to do is put the printed word on everything. I've been to so many classrooms where they're like, we have a lot of visual supports. But what I see is the visual supports without the printed word. That is such a shame. You're really missing out a lot of the learning experiences for these children by not having the printed word there. With the technology we have available today, there's no excuse to not have print wherever there's a picture and to put it right in the middle of that picture on top of it, if possible. So that is another strategy that's effective for every child on your caseload. But what's really great is the latest research shows that not only does it improve comprehension for children with autism, but perhaps even more importantly, joint attention. Like I said, put the print on everything. And don't just put print on it, put Cocoa Puff print, big, bold font right in the middle. Okay, let's go to number three. Strategy number three is we're going to do letter sound activities. I'm going to give you an example of one. So you know that all of my activities are task-oriented movement activities. And that means there is an authentic task that the child has to achieve. And this really matters because if you have a purpose, you're going to have an increase in dopamine level. So for instance, if this child is stopping the S sound, the airphone is saying T for S, I might have animals that begin with the letter T or the letter S sound. And the child is a zoologist. And the child needs to save the animals. They're all going to be on a checklist. The child has a checklist with all the animals on it. And the child, when they look at that checklist, they are going to have to save the animals that start with the letter T, such as tiger and turtle and tuna, and those letters S, such as swordfish, and seal, snake. And they're going to have to put them in the boxes to categorize them. So you're going to have, the child's going to have the sticker with the word seal, an actual seal in their hand. They're going to reference the sign that says seal to put them in the right spot when they're in the movement activity where they belong. And then they're going to come back to their checklist and they're going to check to make sure that they saved the seal because we don't want to leave any of the animals not saved. This is important stuff here, this checklist. The children take it very seriously. Now that is making print meaningful on every level. I just want you to stop and think about that. And the task-oriented movement activities, these are the ones I do in my CIS membership, okay, which is really great. And by the way, my members are finding what I'm finding is that by having the child have the sticker as well as the object with the word printed really big in the middle, they're getting more joint attention. They're getting more language. This is magic. And there's a reason for this, which I have to devote a whole episode. It's a spider web reason of entrainment, which is really cool. Getting back to this 
process. So first, they look at their checklist to find out what the problem is and what they need to do. This is important. Okay, what do I have to do? It's on my checklist. Then they're going to have their sticker that they're going to have to go and match to the sign to know where they're going. This is like the map to know how to get there. Now, with that sticker, what's neat about it is maybe their auditory processing is slow. So they heard me say the word seal a few minutes back. And then finally, it processes. And they look down, and they have this artifact in which the word is written right there. So this is a way that we can match the visual with the auditory. We know the auditory is slower for them to process, but they've got the visual right there. So they're going to get the multimodal cueing at the same time, a couple minutes after I say it. That's powerful. So then after that, they're going to go and look at the sign to know where to go because print is so meaningful. And they're going to put the seal and the zoo and they're going to come back and they got to check it on their checklist that they saved the seal because otherwise we're going to forget about the seal. And they love, they count how many animals they have left before they're finished saving all of them. They sign the back of their paper in the end that they saved all the animals so that they know that they took care of them and they might just scribble. But that's their signature. That's their proto writing. That's meaningful. You wrote your name. Good. Everyone's going to know that you saved all the animals. Oh, awesome. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about using activities that improve phonological awareness skills. They're differentiating the S and the T. I've done this activity with every phonological awareness skill that you can think of, such as rhyming and having two boxes, do they rhyme or don't rhyme, and every other one that you could think of as well. The idea behind this is make learning meaningful by making it mission-based, that there is a reason. We're not just doing it to do it. There's a reason. And then we have the dopamine boost, which will make learning occur more effectively and long-term. Let's go to strategy number four. This is so fun. I hope you're having as much fun as I am. I love putting research into practice. First, I'm awkward at it when I first start, but then after a while, I get really good at it. I evolve. The students school me and they teach me really quickly. They're great professors of like how to do it just right and <laughs> how not to do it. This is too wordy and this is too fussy. How do you make it salient and clear? It's fun learning with them. So number four, have children write the letters in the words or proto-write for meaningful purposes. Now with my checklist, as you can see, they've got to draw these lines to show that they checked these animals out. And they're so cute about it because I'm not prescriptive. I let them do their checklist however they like to do their checklist. A lot of them will take their crayon and they will cover up the animal with their crayon and scribble over it like that one's taken care of. Some of them will, like, will circle the animal around. I caught that one. Let them do it however they do it. That's their meaningful way of doing it. And say, okay, good, you got that one. I might encourage them to step out of their comfort zone and do a line down if that's what their shirt is. But I'm just happy that they're using print in a meaningful manner to get the job done. So the way I do it in my CIS membership, it's darn good. And I'll have to tell you how I do print and how I do literacy skills within the CIS membership. This is the prototype 10.0. 
So I've been doing this for over 10 years. And the first one was scrappy. And every year I'm like, how can I improve this and make it better? And we've gotten to a point where I'm like, this is crazy good. Next year will be better, but we're at 10.0 prototype. That's why I want to share it with you. I I don't want you to have to start from scratch. I want you to start from 10.0 and evolve your practice from there. So let's look at number five. Number five is manipulating sounds to create words using your body. So we did research in the past in which we use pictures and then we compared that to using body movements. I'm going to give you the example of compound words and combining words to create new words. And you're going to see this in my book and you're going to see this in videos in my book. That the word, for instance, is cornbread. I would have a magic box and I'd have the child take two items out of the box. Okay, we're going to play abracadabra and we're going to put these words together and make a new word. So they would be holding a corn in one hand and a bread in the other. It would go corn, bread. Let's put them together. And they'd hit their fists together. Corn, bread. You put two words together and made a new word, cornbread. Now, in comparison, I would have a picture of corn and I have a picture of bread with a plus sign. And I would do the exact same activity with them pointing to a picture. That did not get nearly the same results as using their body did to take these literacy skills and make them hands-on and make them comprehensible to them. So in my book, if you haven't checked it out yet, I have a whole chapter on literacy with videos to show all of the cues we used for each of the phonological awareness skills with our preschoolers. It's way better than using pictures and having children simply drop objects into a box to sort them out. This is two syllables, drop it in a two-syllable box. This is three, drop it in a three-syllable box. Instead, we had them clap the syllables, which produce much better gains. So use your body. When we move, we create grooves in the brain. Move to create grooves. So that was number five, is when it comes to phonological awareness skills and the children we researched had autism. When they use their body, that was much better than using pictures for building phonological awareness skills. So those are the five strategies that I want you to go ahead and use today. Use them liberally within your practice. If you want to do them with me and grow with me in my group, check out the SIS membership. You can cancel the monthly at any time if it's not your jam, but I want you to try it and learn from it and see if it works for you. I think you're going to love it. What my SIS members have been telling me is that they're hearing a lot more speech with the added print support. And the latest functional MRI research is showing the same thing. They're showing that if you add the printed word to auditory, hearing it, and visual, seeing someone's face, you're going to find greater comprehension. Now, this is for adults with autism because they can't do the functional MRI research with children that are conscious because they don't go on the machines without anesthesia. So when we look at functional MRI research, we have to look at adults with autism. And we do know that the printed word, when you add that to the mix, you get better comprehension. 
what I'm finding, what I'm observing right now, and my cis members are telling me the same thing, not are they getting better comprehension, they're getting better expression. So you get a more quality interaction when you give them more print. You're also going to get more quantity of words spoken in a session. That's really important because it's very predictive of which children are going to develop speech. Children that talk more are more likely to develop consistent speech than those who talk less. So print is very valuable, and that's just one reason out of so many, which we're going to explore in another episode. I had too much fun with you today. I want you to take these five strategies and roll up your sleeves and make the world a better place, one child at a time, and you are first.